Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. National Hockey League season has gotten underway. And I, for one, have been uh, negligent in not talking uh, pucks and sticks with the season now well underway. So I said, let's get a good guest up to talk about the start of the 2019-20 NHL season, and my producer did just that. Lining up Gord Stelic, former GM of the Toronto Maple Leaf, assistant general manager of the Rangers, and now doing uh, hosting work on Sirius XM's NHL radio. Gord, Jody Mack here on CBS. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Jody. You're right. The hockey season did kind of sneak up on people, didn't it? It did, because uh, baseball and football and the other sports grab more attention. I have not forgotten the unbelievable Stanley Cup final last year between the Bruins and the Blues. And, oh, by the way, St. Louis Blues off to a pretty darn good start. I guess they weren't a one-year wonder, at least judging by the first 10 days of the season. Yeah, you know, actually St. Louis and Boston both off, off to pretty good starts. And, and, you know, Jody, last year, I mean, it's, it's not like the Blues were the 31st and worst team in the NHL. I know they were dead last at one point, but they were, they've been a pretty decent team for a number of years. And really the last three, four years, you kind of had them in the mix, not Stanley Cup favorites, but in the mix. So last year, you know, they got on that run. And, and I really think, Jody, the momentum they got from turning the season around, from going through winning a Stanley Cup, and, and then, you know, you pick up where you left off. I mean, they really have the entire team back. Basically, they're in a real good cap situation. And the big thing, I mean, Jordan Bennington did it last year, that he solved any goaltending issues, and he's picked up from where he's left off. So you're right. Uh, the, the last year's Stanley Cup champion are very much, uh, you know, very much one of the juggernauts so far. And Bennington was a bit of a surprise, came out of nowhere, and was as good as he was. Is there another goalie like that in the National Hockey League? Who's going to be the 1920 edition of Mr. Well, Bennington? Yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's funny because there, there will be one or two teams that will just, you know, get in the playoffs based on the goaltending, uh, based on a guy helping a team go on a tear that way. I think if I had to pick one, it would be a Carter Hart in Philadelphia. I just think, you know, he got his first career shutout the other day. He was, uh, before Bennington came up, Hart got called up by Philadelphia and was, uh, you know, a, a pleasant surprise that way, helped turn things around. So, you know, as far as one of the new guys on the block, not a Carey Price, not a Lundquist, uh, I, and that Philadelphia team, I think, is a team that's really got their act together as well. But I, I, I believe he's the goaltender that'll kind of be, in the, be much in the, in the spot like Jordan, like Jordan Bennington was last year. Yeah, I'm a uh, Carter Hart fan. And uh, let me get your take on this. I watched the behind the glass or inside the glass. I apologize for not remembering the exact name. Uh, but the uh, series on the uh, National Hockey League Network, which is kind of like what have done the NFL and HBO, not exactly done the same, but a view behind the curtain of a team from training camp leading off to their, leading up to their opener. The guy who was most featured more than anybody else was Elaine Vigneault, their new coach, a guy I know you know. Why do you think he'll be a fit in the town in Philly? Why do you think he'll fit that roster? 
Yeah, one thing is I've liked those kind of series. I think the NHL has been showing a lot of more personality from their players, you know, this offseason, the last little while. So I've enjoyed that as well. You, you go back to Elaine Vigneault, the year that John Tortorella went to Vancouver and Elaine Vigneault came to the New York Rangers. And it's almost like they were traded for each other, even though they weren't. But they basically flipped teams. And all everyone talked about was John Tortorella. It didn't work out there. He left after one year. And Elaine Vigneault had that nice, steady ride with the New York Rangers. And Jody... That, that's what he does. I mean, I mean, and that's why in Chuck Fletcher's case in Philadelphia, even though they kind of had righted the ship in the short term, he wanted a bigger name coach that he was comfortable with and had the pedigree like Elaine Vigneault. He, he's a guy that the players really like playing for. Uh, he's, not, he's not flashy. He's the antithesis of some of the big names that way. But he's smart. He's a great bench coach. And he's a guy that gets the most out of his players. And uh, uh, general managers know that. And that's a big reason why he's in Philadelphia. And, and, and you're spot on in, in picking him and picking it out uh, on the behind-the-scenes things, why he's such a great fit for the Flyers right now. Former NFL executive turned uh, analyst for Sirius XM's NHL radio. Gord Sterling, our guest here on uh, CBS Sports Radio. I, we've got a couple of teams left that are, quote-unquote, undefeated. And, yes, an overtime loss counts as a loss. But there's only one 5-0. and No, there are actually two 5-0 and teams. One, the Edmonton Oilers won earlier today. Beat the Devils, but everybody's beating the Devils out of the gate here. The other one is the Carolina Hurricanes. If I had asked you two weeks ago, give me the two teams that are going to get out to 5-0 and starts, I don't know that you would have named either Edmonton or Carolina. If I'm wrong, go ahead and brag and tell me why I would have been wrong that you liked one of these two teams. If not... Explain how both of these teams have gotten off to as fast a start as they have. Well, I would have hoped if you asked me, you wouldn't have me put money on it because I would, wouldn't have <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know, uh, so first on the Carolina sense, uh, I, I, you know, they, they went down to the wire last year to get in. They needed all their points the last week of the season to barely eke in. And, and I just thought, you know, when they lose Justin Falk and when they, when they lose Justin Williams as well, that – there'd be a step back that all that momentum and the storm surge and all those kinds of things that it would be a little more problematic. And, and they've proven to be wrong so far in that again, real underrated job by Don Waddell. I mean, that's a very hands-on owner in Tom Dundon and that, and that's a tough owner to work for. And Donnie Waddell, you know, has kind of got a calmness that he's been able to handle him. And obviously Rob Brindamore has been a coach. That's a great fit there. The Edmonton Oilers, Jody, I got to tell you, like, you know, Ken Holland gets to go in there and talk about whether it's a three, four, five-year plan. It's, it's, it's a big fix they got to make. And, and I, I disagreed about that because they look like they turned the corner three years ago and then they had a setback. And, man, you got the best player in the NHL, okay? Carter, Connor McDavid is the best player. Leon Dreisaitl is not far behind him. And if you just get half-decent goaltending, we were talking about goaltending in general earlier, but half-decent goaltending, to me, you should be in the playoffs. So I never ruled the Edmonton orders out for the playoffs at all if they get half-decent goaltending with those kind of guys up front. I'm not saying I thought they would go 5-0. and uh, Good on them. But, uh, yeah, it's great. You know, And it's great to bank those points now because it's a long season, and at the end of the season, if you're fighting for a playoff spot, you really look back and say, man, I wish in October, November, we'd banked a few – a few more points in the first part of the regular season, and that's what these two teams have done. If Connor McDavid has already elevated his game up to the level of potentially the best player in the NHL, what I t- what would you say if I told you another youngster I would put in at number two 
uh, Jack Eichel. Am I overrating him? No, not at all. I thought he had his best game of the year this past week. He had uh, four points, uh, eight shots, like 22 minutes played. Like it, 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 I, I really think because, you know, Jody, last year Buffalo, when a season turns as sour as it does in any sport, Nobody's any good. When you, you know, when you have a last 40 games like the Buffalo Sabres did, I mean, they fire a coach after basically one year there. That, that, that's, that's how bad it was. And I think in a lot of ways, uh, you know, Jack Eichel, they've got on him a bit more. Hey, buddy, take some shots. Don't be afraid to assert yourself. You know, you've got a big contract here. We believe in you. Show your natural talent. And they've kind of righted the ship about the, the horrid finish last year. They're, they're, they're back. You know, it's a starting gate, so they get a fresh look at it. He is a guy in the first, what, 10, 11 days. I think you're spot on. That, you know, he's actually elevated himself right now to hard trophy consideration as an MVP, the way he's played. And, you know, you're, you're a second overall pick. That's what you want to get out of a guy when you make that pick. I mean, that is, that is the Buffalo Sabres' future and present is Jack Eichel. Tend to agree. All right. Um, have there been any rule changes going into this year that have jumped out at you that actually have consequence that maybe it's debatable on how it's being called by the referees or there were some people there was a split as to whether to adjust the rules off the top of my head. I'm not thinking of anything massive. And in the games that I've watched, nothing really jumped out at me. Am I missing anything? Uh, no, no. There's a you know a few things that you get to pick which side the faceoff's going to be on in your own end, so so you can pick on the hand side of the center you're sending out there. So there's little things like that. But I got to tell you the one thing, Jody, is they I understand why they did it. They they've made it more punitive to have a challenge. So a coach's challenge now, rather than losing a timeout if you're wrong, it's a minor penalty against you if you're wrong. And what the, what they want to take away is the frivolous ch- challenges, but. You know, uh, I got a Boston the other night, or Colorado the other night, had two challenges against Boston, and they were right both times, and that made a difference in the game. So good on them. But it's gutsy. It's a gutsy thing because it's a huge consequence that, so say you have a goal, against, your goal scored against you, you think it's a close play, whether goaltender interference or offside or whatever, so you challenge, well, then the goal stands, and now you've got to put a guy in the penalty box. Yeah. And, you know, the technology is there. It's done relatively quick, and I just think, like in all sports, since we have that technology, get it right. You know, get it right. I, I, I understand what they're trying to do, but I still would rather see them get it right and someone not be leery just based on how, how tough a consequence it is now if you're wrong. All right, and I'll give you my take again, and I'm readily admitting I'm not up to speed with the National Hockey League because I've been following the baseball playoff races and into the National uh, Football League, and I didn't pay near enough attention to the preseason. But here in the first couple of games, I haven't seen any big-time injuries. I remember a couple of years ago when it seemed like every team had at least two guys with sports hernias, uh, and it just was almost like an epidemic in the NHL. One thing that does bug me about the NHL is the whole upper body, lower body injury thing. But I don't even want to get off on that tangent. Uh, but there was this this rash of injuries in the NHL has not been the case this year. Again, am I doing justice to what previously had happened? And have we seen a pretty clean start health-wise to this season? Well, you know, that that's, that's a really, really good point. Now, first of all, I'm glad you're not watching NHL preseason because if you're watching any preseason, you need to get a light. Okay? <laughs> well, so hey, that, I that, like that, the pucks and the sticks. What can I tell you? 
but that part's okay. But yeah, you know, you're right. The the rash of sports hernias, whether I, I don't know if it's a fluke or whether there's been you know better training methods, uh, hasn't really been that prevalent. I totally agree with you. One significant injury was if Jenny Malkin, you know, early on the Penguins had a few injuries. They've got four guys up front. And uh, Malkin being out for a bit is probably the one big in- injury. And the other one, the Winnipeg Jets, you know, actually, actually they are healthy now. It's Dustin Bufflin who is out, but that's not so much for health reasons. He's just trying to evaluate if he wants to come back or not. But, yeah, like, hey, if they found, a, I don't know, a vaccine for the sports hernia or some <laughs> kind of equivalent, that's good news for National Hockey League players. Uh, better training methods, better rehab. I don't know what it is, but it, it was an epidemic, and now it's almost forgotten. That's good news for the National Hockey League. You brought some good points to the table with us tonight. We appreciate you hopping on board. Gord will check back in over the course of the season. Thanks for tonight. Anytime, Jody. Thanks very much. Good, Stalick, former GM of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, assistant general manager with the Rangers doing the morning show on Sirius XM's NHL radio these days. All right, hockey fans, I brought you into the... I had to show hockey a little love because uh, it, it does get shortchanged here. And, hey, guilty as charged. I'm putting my hand up uh, on the network overall. Uh, Pharrell, as you know, is a big uh, puckhead. So uh, he does plenty of hockey at night. Uh, I don't do enough. So I I did want to give it its due justice to start the season. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.